When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the DNVR Rockies podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Lyons, and joining me today as my special co-host all the way from DNVR Rams, Mr. Justin T. Michael. What's up, buddy? How's it going, dude? It's been a little bit since I've, I've been on here, but excited to talk a little fall baseball. Can you hear me? Are we having technical issues? Just turn them up a little bit, maybe. Yeah, we got uh, 2023 World Series is locked and loaded. Arizona Diamondbacks, Texas Rangers. We'll break down a little bit how those guys got there. There's a brand new baseball league in the Middle East and in uh, Southwest India, uh, Southwest China. Uh, new, excuse me, Southwest Asia. Apologize. Look, I am on 90 minutes of sleep. Not a complaint, just a piece of fact. Flying in and out of Phoenix, Sky Harbor, doing the thing, helping out with the coverage for the PHNX Diamondbacks because they are, they are the team right now. They've saved the receipts. Tori Lovello, big fan of uh, Mr. Coach Prime. But uh, Justin, from, from your standpoint there, nothing better than a Game 7. And we got two of those in the American League and the National League. Phillies seem to be the heavy favorite. The Astros seem to be the heavy favorite. Both those teams at home looking to close out the series, had to win one of those games. It didn't happen. The road team down 3-2 won both game six and game seven on the road baseball. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that, right? Yeah, I was a little bit surprised to see such a negative reaction to, you know, just some of the teams that have won a lot of regular season games getting bounced in the playoffs. I mean, to me, that's what the sport has always been. You have weird stuff that happens in a you know three to five games so i i think it's been good for the sport i think it's been fun to get some different teams in here i know texas had their run like a decade ago so they're not exactly a new team but the the diamondbacks it's cool to see them in there somebody from the nl west that's not the dodgers that's not the giants as a rockies fan it kind of feels like you know it's like one of us out there that finally made it so i think it's been really cool there's nothing more fun than october baseball there's nothing more dramatic and I'm really looking forward to seeing how this one plays out. Yeah, so much of the conversation surrounding the Diamondbacks are, do they deserve to be here? And they do. I mean, it, the system that's in place is six teams the from the American right? League. Exactly. Well, well, getting into the postseason, that's it. Like, they belong to be there based on what happened in the regular season. It might not have been flashy, but they deserved a spot in the playoffs. What happens after that, it's a whole brand new season, and it, it's just different. We saw Atlanta. We saw the Dodgers come out the shoot really cold. And so... Yes, they deserve to be there. Are they the best team in the National League? No. <laughs> I think we can all honestly say they're not. That being said, that's not the system that we have in place, right? That's sports, though. I mean, I think yeah. there, there are so many instances you could look at, whether it's the NFL, especially in single elimination formats, where you get one wonky outcome, a team gets hot. I mean, the Broncos know it better than anyone. Joe Flacco and the Ravens came into town. That wasn't the best team in the NFL. They got hot for a month. They won a Super Bowl. 
it, it just happens. We see it in the NCAA tournament. I'm a big college football guy. There's nothing weirder than the outcomes in college football. Sometimes a, a 30-point underdog just comes in and they're the better team that night. And does that mean they would they would be the better team if they played 12 times? No, but I mean, I think if anything, that's what validates this D-backs run even more. It's not like it's a one-game fluky sample size. You've got to win multiple series to get to this point. And the people throwing fits are just the... You know, the same people that want to see the Dodgers and the Yankees and the same, you know, three or four teams every year. Get over it. For sure. Yeah, those those large market teams, they're in the postseason every single year. But if you look at the Cardinals, the Yankees, uh, and the Dodgers, you're like, yeah, they they win their division uh, if, if they have to luck out and maybe get a, a wild card. They've only won one World Series each over the last 15 years, and I think that's probably a good thing. Sure, if you want to let them in the playoffs every year uh, with that system, fine, but now you got to run through the gauntlet, and, and the Diamondbacks did that. So, sure, the system, d- does the system need to be fixed? I don't think so. I think it's fine. you got the six teams, um, and, and, and you've got the three wild cards. It makes things a little bit more interesting where you have a whole extra wild card round. The teams with the better record get a buy. The system is it broken? I don't think so. I think it's a it's a good fair system. Uh, you could have less teams, but then you're gonna have less postseason baseball. There's gonna be less money to float around. There's gonna be actually less incentive for some of these smaller market teams to kind of go all in. I mean, the Diamondbacks were struggling there uh, coming out to shoot after the All Star break, and yet they still acquired a closer in Paul Seawald. They still got a bat like a Tommy Pham. So you don't have that third wild card those things aren't going to happen. You look at the system like in a college football and you know from the Mountain West, like Boise State, hey, they did everything they were supposed to do. They won all their games and yet the system says, sorry, you don't get a chance to play in any kind of playoff. You don't get a national championship game. You won all your games, but the system that we had says, too bad, so sad. That doesn't matter. I think baseball has a good system in place and sometimes you're going to have an 84-win team represent the NL and a 90-win team represent the American League like the uh, like the Texas Rangers this year. Yeah, I mean, it's just a part of sports. Anything can happen. Like, obviously, it's a bit of a cliche, any given Sunday or whatever they say for football. I'm, I'm a big football guy. I don't mean to keep bringing it back to my sports, but I just mean, like, this isn't new. You know, Moneyball is one of my favorites. And it like the underlying theme of that movie at the end is you can do this thing for 162 games and it's great and you can build this successful team. But weird things happen in the playoffs. It's a small sample size. It all comes down to, you know, three, five games. And I I don't know, to me, like the people acting like we need to change it just because the, you know, the Dodgers didn't come out on top or Atlanta didn't come out on top. I don't know, like maybe we should be focusing more on the fact that these teams have not been clutch in the postseason. I mean, like regular season success is great and all that, but if if you don't win when it counts, what does it mean? It's true. Yeah, I mean, these these are the games that matter most. And yes, sure, it, it becomes like a whole new season. We've seen it in hockey. That definitely seems like it's a it's a whole new season unto itself. And then in the postseason, you go, ah, you just need a couple pitchers. You need a strong bullpen. And while the Diamondbacks have two you know, really good studs at, this, at the front of their rotation. They only won one of those four games, started by Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly. It was their bullpen that did the the heavy lifting. But again, this is the, the system in place. And you've got uh, the Phillies last night playing in their first ever Game 7. Fun fact, because look, this is a Rockies show. I always find a way to bring it back to the Rockies. Baseball franchises that have never played in a Game 7 before, Phillies, Padres, Mariners, White Sox, and, yes, 
the Colorado Rockies, one of only five teams. The Rockies are on that list. Rockies <laughs> being on that list makes sense, obviously, just because with those seven in the run, we either swept or got swept. But <laughs> yeah. the, the Phillies and White Sox both being on that list is very surprising to me. And never once in their history, teams that have been around that long. Well, you have to make the postseason. That's kind of the key. The Phillies were awful forever. <laughs> they didn't win their first World Series until 1980. They were around for you know virtually 100 years at that point. And you know, kind of the White Sox, too. Um, had that had that deal as well, uh, but the Diamondbacks down 0-2, losing the first two games at Citizens Bank Park, like a place that even if you're not a baseball fan, I think you probably watched a lot of this postseason when Phillies were playing Atlanta, and there was a lot of juice, there was a lot of vitriol between those two teams. You watched what the crowd was like. You saw that Bryson Stott grand slam. You know, where you, no announcers, you just hear the crowd. You go, I don't know what this sport is. I don't know what's going on. I don't know the rules. But this is something. This is people coming together in a society, pulling in the same direction and enjoying just the exhilaration that is professional sports, even in amateur sports. And so that's such a moment. And Philly's riding that high. And yet the Diamondbacks go on to win four of the next five and an in-game seven, 25-year-old rookie, Brandon Fott, seven strikeouts in four innings, 16 swings and misses. This guy's pretty impressive. He is definitely one of the names to watch in the World Series going forward. Yeah, I mean, you've got to credit this D-backs team, right? Their backs yeah. are against the wall. You're in one of the most hostile environments in the sport, it, if not the most hostile environment in baseball. It probably is based on, on what I've seen. I mean, it's just, it's a madhouse there. They they get into a game, in the game, into a, good Lord, I'm getting tongue-tied. They get into the game in a way that you see very few communities and it's just cool because you see how much it means to them, how much, you know, it matters. But at the same time, like, obviously we have colleagues in Arizona and Philly, so it's kind of a unique perspective. Getting to see them, you know, get to be the spoilers in that moment, that's fun too. Like, their Diamondbacks fan base probably a little bit closer to the Rockies just in a sense that, like, you know, I, I don't think it's as intense. You don't have so many, like, crazy diehards. There are plenty out there. There are plenty. We know that more than anybody here at DNVR. But it's not like going into Philly where it's just insanity, that entire city. And for Arizona to be able to pull it out after going down 0-2 and, I mean, what was it, 10-0 in that second game? Like, it wasn't even close. Yep. The the guts on that team, man, it's, it's really impressive. And it kind of speaks to what they've been doing now for, like, the last six weeks, right? Their backs are big against the wall. They sneak in as a wild card team. And it's just... This is what makes sports great. Like to me, this is why it's fun. It's the people upset about this outcome. It's I don't know. It's just confusing to me, unless you're a Philly fan, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's just so so many compelling stories uh, on the Diamondbacks, on the Answerbacks, as they're known. Uh, Ooh, they've they've got a great they've got a great they've got a lot of really good merch uh, down there at at PHNX. I mean, they're they're the wagon, right? Kind of join the bandwagon, but they keep rolling along. They're they're effing dangerous, of course, as well, and um, so they're they're having a good time. I mean, the Broncos they've got Broncos got great merch. We've got a lot of really good stuff at DNVR Locker. In fact, we we also are, are spoiled because we're partnered with Breckenridge Distillery, the official bourbon of the Denver Broncos. They are at all of our tailgates, at all of our watch parties. They're actually giving away two tickets for that Chargers game coming up at the end of the year in the Breckenridge Bourbon Whiskey Suite. All you got to do take a photograph. Your favorite photograph at the Broncos of or of yourself in a Broncos jersey, whatever it is, Instagram, Facebook, just do hashtag Broncos Bourbon because at the end of the 
next month. And in November, 10 finalists, you can win those tickets. It's absolutely amazing. You can get in all 50 states. Shop your local retailer or visit BreckenridgeDistillery.com for home delivery of award-winning Breckenridge spirits at Prey anywhere. And look, holidays are coming up and I don't, I don't, this is a time look, you, you should enjoy your food. You should, you should celebrate. You're going to pack on a couple pounds, but you're not totally there yet. Also, if you want to enjoy the sweets, but you want to cut back a little bit on the carbs in other places, Hero Bread is the spot for you. We've partnered with them. They're one of those companies where you say, oh man, it would be great to join forces with them. They make amazing sliced breads as well as tortillas. They've got a, a ton of, of different options. They got killer recipes as well. Uh, they're available on Amazon, but go to hero.co because when you use code DNVR, the DNVR fam, you get 10% off your first order, five to 10 grams of protein per serving, fewer calories. They got high fiber and or ultra low net carbs. So whatever you're looking for, kind of like I need a little extra nutrition because I'm going to be celebrating come Halloween, come Thanksgiving, the winter holidays, all of that stuff. Hero Bread is going to help supplement that for you. H-E-R-O dot C-O to save 10% today. All right, Joe in the chat. Big shout out. Hey, Patrick, finally able to tune in from ABQ. The homie, Joe Traub. He's, he's down in, in, in Phoenix as well watching these games. And I'm glad you brought that up, the kind of the connection between Rockies and Diamondbacks, because that's definitely something that the Diamondbacks have to deal with is a lot of these transplant fans. In fact, there was uh, one fan who on Twitter blew up, hey, I'm going to buy 14 tickets because they're so cheap for game three, which they were. They got down to $13 at one point. And then by the time first pitch rolled around, it was like 35 bucks uh, on game He's time. playing these games in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. Like to use yeah, that as an that argument was the thing. Diamondbacks fans is ridiculous. Like I, right. I wouldn't be able to go to an NLCS game on a Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. either. I, what is baseball doing there? Like, as somebody who is just a massive sports fan, I would tune in to a lot of these games at night. You know, if they're on, there's especially at this stage of year, there's not much else to compete with. NBA and NHL are just getting rolling. Mm -hmm. This is when baseball should be using, you know, like you, you got to maximize your, your window here and to play these games in the middle of the afternoon. It just feels super detrimental, both on a national level, like the TV viewership, but also like within that community and helping grow the game and like creating those experiences. I remember there was a, a day game or two during Rocktober as well. And it, I like played sick to get out of high school and, and go watch it. But like, what are we doing? It just, it really frustrates me. Yeah. It's, it's like a missed opportunity there and weekday games. I mean, think about game seven of the ALCS. That was a, that was like a two, three o'clock game in, in the afternoon yeah. or, or local time. So there's plenty of high school kids there that maybe weren't able to, to get out there and go or family. So um, that was disappointing. One of the coolest stories that, again, in, in, in being associated here with PHNX Diamondbacks, their podcast, their live show over on PHNX Sports, is really getting inside you know these players and their journey to the major leagues, to, to contributing to this team, uh, being in the clubhouse there for game three, uh, where they clinched against the Dodgers of the NLDS, is 25-year-old rookie pitcher Brandon Fah. It was a top 100 prospect. The dude was down in, in AAA. He was down in the minors, got sent down twice, and he was with the Reno Aces, AAA Pacific Coast League. He went home for the All-Star break. Uh, he's back home in Louisville, Kentucky. He got a phone call at 11 o'clock at night from his pitching coach, Brent Strom, saying, we're going to need you in this postseason. We're going to need you. It's July. He's in AAA working on things, gets a phone call when he's supposed to be relaxing at 11 o'clock at night. 
hey, we're going to need you in the postseason. And Fott believed him. And Strom wasn't kidding. And Strom was right. They they are going to need this guy. And so uh, they've been doing, it's been everybody kind of chipping in. The MVP, of course, of the NLCS was Cattell Marte. That 16-game hit streak, you know, it, I think 387 throughout the entire NLCS. His hit streak actually dates back to, unfortunately, the wildcard game back in, in 2017. Uh, where the Diamondbacks beat the Rockies, but they've gotten a little bit from everyone. And Corbin Carroll on the national stage, he was slumping a little bit, did go three for four, sack fly, two RBI, two stolen bases, two runs scored. You got to see why this guy was, you know, the best rookie in the National League. Oh, I, to me, I, it was a lot of fun. It felt like old school baseball, just yeah. a guy who gets on base, you know, he manufactures moments. And I don't know, I. I understand that like the game has completely changed and I'm not going to be that guy, especially that comes in casually and is oh, back in my day, we used to bunt and steal. But <laughs> like, especially watching that Phillies team where it felt like unless they jacked a three run home run, it was just completely hopeless. They had that chance, I think in the seventh inning where they had a couple of runners on ended up stranding them. And from there I turned to my girlfriend. I was like, that's game over unless they jack a couple of home runs here. And I don't know. To me, it's just kind of a blast for the past. I like watching this D-backs team. Yeah, they're they're very exciting. They are the answer backs. And, you know, they play the small ball really well. Tori Lovello, uh, really a master class in managing. They're like this aggressive team, you know, tops in the uh, second in baseball in, in, in stolen bases. And, and you got a guy like Corbin Carroll hit 25 home runs, stole 54 bases. And yet they weren't being aggressive on the base paths early on. It was almost like this rope-a-dope of lulling the Phillies into a false sense of comfort, and then all of a sudden they're stealing four bases in games six and seven, getting it done. And for the Phillies, you know, big disappointment. Kyle Schwarber, outstanding, hit 364, five home runs, walked eight times. Him and Harper, I think Harper walked six times. The The strategy was like, you know what? Maybe we get turnaround in the middle, maybe not, but... Let's put Schwarber on first. Let's put Harper on first and move Schwarber up to second base and then just just hope that we can get Baum out and, and Real Muto and Stott and Castellanos. And that worked. And so, you know, Philadelphia, I'm, I'm sure, is, is shocked um, more than anything because, yeah, this was a disappointment. It seemed like they were counting their, their chickens before they hatched, and unfortunately they're out on a golf course now with 28 other teams in Major League Baseball. It makes a lot of sense, right? Like, let's – let somebody else beat us. We're, you know, back in the day in NOS, we used to see it with Barry Bonds. Obviously, all that—that's another level. Nobody will ever get <laughs> walked as much as him. But, I mean, there are certain times where strategically, it's just like let's just live to fight another day here. And especially if the, the other team is not putting the ball in play, you don't have to worry about walking him. And then all of a sudden, a gap shot—you know—he scores from first. Like we just don't see very much of that anymore. So as long as, you know, you, you, you put them on base and you don't give up that two or three run bomb, it, I really like it. To me, it, it, I would do it every single time Bryce Harper came up to bat. Like, why, why mess with this guy? Yeah, no, it, it, it worked. I mean, you, you even saw, you're talking about opportunities for the Phillies in last night's game in the fourth inning against the, the rookie, you know, Brent Strom, point who said, hey, be smart here walk Brandon Brandon Marsh like you have runners on the corners and you're like hey just load the bases that's a way better option and and he was right they was able he uh, fought was able to get Johan Rojas the number nine hitter so you know just just a great job by the coaching staff all together and and I think this is going to be an interesting world series you know you got two former isotopes 
and Rocky's teammates and Miguel Castro and John Gray. <laughs> I would I would joke and say, oh, who do you root for? But I mean, I don't think any Rockies fans have any emotional attachment to Miguel Castro. If anything, they're more frustrated because he was in the Troy Tulowitzki deal. I think I think people would probably prefer to see the Rangers win. They're not in the Rockies division. It's John Gray. You, you want him to get a ring. I think I think in Colorado, most people are probably rooting for the Rangers. What do you think? I would think. I mean, John Gray was a great Rocky for a lot yeah. of years. I mean, you should have no reason to, to root against him. Actually, I'm trying to remember. Somewhere, I'm pretty sure I have a Miguel Castro autographed baseball. Like in a, I've got some really random Rockies stuff from a man. I have a Manny Corpus autograph. I have a Ooh. batting helmet that belonged to like Jake McGee or something random like that. What a flex. I've got all kinds of weird I mean, stuff. If you got a Johan Flande, now I would really be impressed if you had that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go that deep, but okay. Yeah, I'm uh I'm pulling for the Rangers just because we've you know got some familiar faces there. Um, I don't I like their colors too. Like I I worked at Lids in high school, so I have the majority of the MLB in terms of the the you know the new era hats, and I always thought that Texas had kind of a, a fire fit, so I'm I'm pulling for them for aesthetics and for my guy John Gray because it's a shame he wasn't able to you know get to a World Series when we were rolling there for a couple years and he was instrumental in that in that rotation. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't have the the same luck he had in that wild card game in 2017, which which he did well, start. I wasn't going to bring it up, <laughs> but you're right. Well, you you text you you texted to me in Slack, so I was just reading what you wrote here. I'm I'm gonna pin it back on you. How about that? No, uh, Arizona during the season, uh, won three or four from Texas. You know, Susie's been talking about it all week. The fact that you know the, both of these teams lost a hundred games two years ago kind of gives Rockies fans some hope. Like, hey, maybe in two years, I don't think the Rockies are gonna have the same luck. But but still, you can have that hope of like, look, it doesn't mean like you're gonna be awful forever. Baltimore was for a while. They lost 100 games a couple of times after they lost 100 games that first time. So we'll kind of wait and see what happened. But this is only the fifth and sixth time, uh, fifth and sixth instance of a team losing 100 game games and then reaching the World Series, you know, two years later. The last two actually was the 2008 Tampa Bay Rays, which Evan Longoria was on that team too. He's on the Diamondbacks now. They're starting Philly, third baseman. Was that, was that Philly, Tampa? That's yeah. right. Good memory. Good memory. So, yeah. And, and actually this is... Also, the, uh, the, the fewest amount of years between two teams who lost 100 games and facing each other. So four years, right? Two for each team. Previous record, a lot higher than that, 11 Atlanta and Cleveland when they played in 1995. 11 years between their 100-loss season and, and playing in the, in the World Series. So Friday, it gets, uh, gets started. Any predictions from you here, Justin? Are you going to, you going to take the Rangers here? I'm actually I'm I'm pulling for Texas I think just for John Gray like literally just for him yeah. but I I think I'm gonna go Arizona I think the Diamondbacks are the hot team at the right moment um, you know I, obviously our our colleagues are out there so I'm, maybe that's a little bit of sentiment for me pulling for them you know I'd like to see them have that moment in the sun but I, I just think they're the hot team at the right time and. It does not matter what sport it is. Sometimes you're just that team of destiny and you, you get it going at the right time. And I, I think that's this Diamondbacks team. So that, that's who I'm going with. I'm saying Arizona in six. 
There you have it. I mean, look, I, I've I've learned from the best down in PHNX, Derek Montilla. He's he he hedges his bets. He's Sonic the Hedgehog because obviously he wants the Diamondbacks to win, but all his bets are against them, are, are for them to lose. So either his bet pay, you know, uh, it comes out and, and he wins some money, or he loses his bet and his team wins. So you're kind of doing that too. Which, to be honest, that's smart. That's kind of how I live my life. So you want the Rangers to win, but if you bet against them. You're guaranteed to feel good at some point, right? Yeah, it's an emotional hedge. I kind of, I don't know. <laughs> I, I respect the the tactic. I don't know if yes. I could do that with the teams that I was actually emotionally attached to. <laughs> like that you'd win and that feels good, but then it almost feels like shameful, that dirty money. Like, I don't know. I, I certainly couldn't bet against CSU. I just, I can't do it in my heart. So, Justin, we appreciate you uh, joining us here. Looking forward to having you on again. We'll talk plenty more about the 2007 World Series because, you know, that's that's the only thing that happened in October, really, for this franchise, I feel like. So thank you so much. Uh, at Justin T. Got the bobblehead there. Love it. At Justin T. Michael on Twitter or X or wherever you're doing the social media stuff. Wonderful article covering CSU. Hey, big game this weekend against Air Force, huh? Big one, man. It's a tough matchup. They, they have our number historically, to say the least, but it's going to get cold it's supposed to be like in the 20s and snow and windy so maybe uh maybe the rams win a weird one we'll have to see against the undefeated number 19 air force falcons head up to fort collins have a day come on up it's always fun in fort fun that's it awesome justin thank you so much for joining us man i you you got to make sure you're getting some hats getting some uh some lids some caps maybe even overalls i know they got the cu buffs overalls over at foco.com they got wonderful bobbleheads that are limited edition. The craftsmanship on it is is absolutely amazing. You know, you go to a consignment shop and you see some of those giveaways that the Rockies had, and you go, oh, yeah, well, those are free, and they weren't really taken care of very well, and the craftsmanship isn't really great. There's a reason why it's on a rack for $1. These are ones you're going to want to hold on to forever, if you can even get your hands on them, because they go like hotcakes for all the teams, all the sports, you use code DNVR, you get 10% off all non-presale items. Again, they got Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, those overalls, man. They go hard. Foco.com. Check them out. And if you do want to get, you know, $13 World Series tickets uh, as, as being floated out there, rumored, no. They're, I think I think I did see this morning, Game 3 in Phoenix. It's like, it starts just to get into the door at $700. Phoenix has not seen a team go to the World Series since George W. Bush first got in office back in 2001. Like, it's been a really, really, really long time. Really long time for that. But you use code DNVR when you're on game time. You get $20 off that first purchase. You wait closer to the start of the event. Prices will go down. You'll see that dip um, because some of the ticket sell sellers, the scalpers, unfortunately, or people who just can't go to events. Things come up. Life happens they got to get rid of those tickets. They want to get a couple bucks for it. You can take advantage of that because game time tickets, you download it today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Go DNVR, get you $20 off that first purchase. Yeah, today is the, let's see how quick my math is, 16th anniversary of Game 2 of the 2007 World Series. Matt Holiday went four for four. We got a, we got a fun little clip up there. I love throwing those, those clips up. Even, you know, where Rockies got swept all four games against the Red Sox, but there's still those really positive vibes and memories. And for every time, you know, someone reaches out, even if they're a Rockies fan and saying like, yeah, but then what happened next? 
there's 12 other comments of like, those were some good times. Those were some really, really good times. Diamondbacks Rangers, man, it's going to be interesting. The, the thing I, I was thinking about was the fact that the Diamondbacks are not Phoenix. They're Arizona. And the Rangers are not Arlington or Dallas. They are Texas. So I go, wait a minute. Have we seen two states play each other in the World Series before? And technically, I'm going to say no. I don't think we've ever had two state teams play each other because there's, there's really only four. they got Minnesota and Texas in the American League and Arizona and Colorado in the National League. And so I'm not counting New York because that's after New York City. That's why those teams, New York Mets, New York Yankees, it's after the city. 64% of New York State lives in the New York City metropolitan area. 40% of the state of New York is literally in the five boroughs of New York City. So New York is New York City. If we did count that, yeah, 2001, you had Arizona versus New York. You had the Subway Series the year before that in 2000, New York versus New York. And then there's only five other instances of that because as many times as the Dodgers and Yankees faced off, before the Dodgers were in Los Angeles. They were the Brooklyn Dodgers, so that's not a state. Again, that's one of the boroughs. So New York Yankees and the New York baseball Giants faced off three times in the 1920s, twice in the 1930s. So I'm saying, I submit, this is the first time we've had two states face off against one another. Tiff, am I off base here, or are, are we going to... We're not going to count the New York teams, right? No. Why no. would we? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Arizona already has a ring. Texas does not. They, uh, they're in the World Series 2010, 2011. As someone who is a Rockies fan, pulling for them, are you pulling for the Diamondbacks because of the PHNX ties? Or, hey, you know what? Rec Texas doesn't have a ring. Let's, let's let them get one. Let's let John Gray get one. I think I have to root for the, the All-City family. Hmm. Um, had the Phillies like it. made it, I don't know who I would have rooted for, but because they didn't. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, wait. Hold on. You just said you're rooting for them because of all city, but if the Phillies made it, you well, might have rooted for the Rangers? No, 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 no. Oh, I'm okay. saying that like if it was the Diamondbacks and the Phillies, if, if that was the World Series, I oh. don't know who I would oh, have rooted yes. for. That would have been crazy. But because we've only got one sister location right. in this one, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Diamondbacks. PHNX for the win. Yeah, Diamondbacks have so many great stories, so many great uh, names that I think it's going to be cool for the nation to learn a little bit about. Now, Texas has some of the biggest star names. Jacob deGrom's one of them. Hasn't, hasn't played at all virtually this season. He's on the IL, so sure, he'll get a ring. But uh, Max Scherzer, okay, future Hall of Famer. Corey Seager, I think he's on his way to being a Hall of Famer. Marcus Simeon. Hall of Very Good. Like Those are the big name guys making big money. The second baseman and shortstop. Half a billion dollars, just those two players alone. But Adolis Garcia is going to be one of the big stars that's going to get a lot of airtime. He was the American League Championship Series MVP. 1293 OPS thanks to five home runs and 15 RBI. You got 21-year-old rookie Evan Carter, who was only barely sniffing double A this time last year at the end of 2022. He was outstanding against Tampa Bay in the first round, as well as against Baltimore. And then Jordan Montgomery, get yourself familiar with this guy, left-hander who was with the Yankees at the beginning of last year. A little bit of old-school baseball trade. Him for Harrison Bader helped out the Cardinals in the second half. Then went from the Cardinals to the Rangers was outstanding in the second half and has been even better this postseason. 25 innings pitched over four starts, five appearances, 2.16 ERA. 
He is a Scott Boris agent. He will get paid this offseason. And then for the Diamondbacks, again, Brandon Fott, his story is amazing with what happened uh, during the All-Star break, getting that phone call, that vote of confidence like, hey, you're in the minors, but we need you. And they did. They absolutely did. Corbin Carroll, that reluctant superstar, he can be a little bit awkward when you put a, a camera in front of him, uh, talking with him firsthand. You know, he, it takes him a while to have the, the the right word choice, but he's making sure that he he does his job and, and, and doesn't say anything he doesn't intend to say. Reluctant superstar, but a superstar nonetheless was, uh, was absolutely great this entire season, joining the 2050 club, which he essentially invented for rookies. And then Gabriel Moreno, he is the next big superstar. He came over in that Dalton Varsho deal. We got an article up at the DMVR.com right now, all about how the Rockies have to be aggressive on the trade front this offseason. Four teams, four teams punched their ticket to the postseason last offseason with a trade. Twins and Marlins connected. Twins, they had some depth at second base. They traded Luis Arise to the Miami Marlins for Pablo Lopez. They needed some starting pitching, and they got it in Pablo Lopez. Locked him up to a little extension there. That was a win-win trade that got both of those teams into the postseason. And then Blue Jays, Diamondbacks. Blue Jays got Dalton Varsho because the Diamondbacks had one too many outfielders. In exchange, they got Lourdes Gurriel, who was an all-star this year for the National League, and Gabby Moreno, a franchise catcher, 23 years old, Gold Glove finalist in the postseason, hit 296 with three RBI, that sounds like good, sounds above average, but there are statistics that go into win probability added, championship win probability added, that looks at moments and saying, hey, bases are loaded, two outs, late in the game. A base hit is worth a lot more there than in a 9 nothing game, as Justin alluded to, that Game 2 NLCS matchup against Phillies and Diamondbacks. You hit a three-run home run when your team's up 7 nothing. How much is that worth to your team winning that game? Not very much. But if you do that in a really tight game, it's worth that much more. And that's what Gabby Moreno has done this postseason for the Diamondbacks. In fact, he's hit third in the Diamondbacks lineup for the final five games of that series. Only three catchers in the history of baseball had ever hit third in the postseason. Walker Cooper, Thurman Munson, borderline Hall of Famer, and then another guy who might get in, Joe Maurer. They all did it one time each, and Gabby Moreno at 23 years old is hitting third, right in the middle of that Arizona Diamondbacks lineup. He's been fantastic behind the plate, so clutch. It's going to be interesting seeing the, the coverage of him and hit for him to get that notoriety that he absolutely deserves. Brandon Fott, the 25-year-old rookie. Alec Thomas, the 23-year-old, who had four home runs this postseason, the most for them. He's got some pop, has some great range out in center field, does not have the, the arm that Brenton Doyle has. He is a Gold Glove finalist. But I think it's going to be Brenton Doyle absolutely for the win in center field for the Gold Glove Award. But uh, this is baseball fans, you're going to watch this. Even if you're you're maybe a little disappointed at at some of the the lack of star power, you're not getting the Jose Altuve, the Jordan Alvarez, the Dusty Bakers of the world for the Houston Astros. You're not getting the Schwarber, the Harper, the Castellanos. You're not getting the AO, AOK. Too bad, so sad. But you are getting the two best teams this postseason. Facing off Rangers, Diamondbacks, and it all starts on Friday. If you're watching on TV or down here at the corner of Colfax in York, Breck Brew Broncos Country is what needs to be in your hand. Made from Colorado ingredients, made from 100% renewable energy, made right here in Colorado. 
Go to breckbrew.com, the Breck Brew locator, to find out where you can get it near you all across the country. You can get Breck Brew. You don't just have to be here. You don't just have to be a diehard. You don't just have to be at the bar where we've got all the banners hanging up. You got to be over at DNVR underscore sports on all social media to see that because that is amazing. Were you here for that last night, Tiff? Yeah, it was pretty cool. I, I was jealous. I, I did wish I was there. I do we wish just, I was there. We, that was so cool looking. We just need one more, one more sports banner. We've yeah. got, we've got, we've who, got, who, who could missing? we possibly be missing? I saw some orange up there. There's some for orange. Super Bowl. There's even some light blue in burgundy. There's even sky blue in burgundy from 2010 up there. Oh, rapids. Yeah. So uh, maybe post show we'll talk about it. Yeah. I, I, don't put me on the spot. Kay. Don't put me on the spot. I'm not sure who, who we're missing from that championship. So. Tiff, have you heard about Baseball United? No, I've never heard of this. All right. Well, take, take a look at this logo and because I know you, you have a, um, your hand in a little bit of the soccer stuff. It has the vibe of like a crest, of like a soccer crest. Yeah, and that's definitely. because it's, it's uh, going to be a brand new league that is taking place in the Middle East, South Asia, India, Pakistan, United Arab Emirates. So it's kind of playing off that soccer vibe. Brand new league. Some of the investors include Hall of Famers Mariano Rivera and Barry Larkin. They're going to start with uh, four teams. There's going to be four more teams that are going to be added next season. And apparently they're going to have rules that are also different than what Major League Baseball has. And I haven't, I haven't kicked the can down the road at all to try to figure out how the rules are going to be different, but they said that they are going to try to make it similar to cricket, you know, to, to, to make fans, okay. and they're going to be played at cricket grounds. The only thing I could think of, there's just going to be a timing component. Like, Hey, you can only bat so many guys or the entire nine guys in the lineup get to bat. And then that's an inning. That's the only thing I can think of. I, I don't know of any other yeah. wacky rule changes that you like, can make. Are they going to like Savannah Bananas this? Or? I mean, if they're smart, right? <laughs> you get extra points if you're on stilts. Yeah, like... If, if the ball is on fire, you know, you get, ex you get three extra bases the, if you can hit that. The jerseys are kind of off to a nice start. Let me pull these up for the, for yes, the viewers. Yes, please do. Yeah, the, I think it's the, uh, the Mumbai Cobras. If, if, if you're, get your team now because, look, you don't want to be on the outside looking in and be, you know, a Fairweather fan and, and jump on the bandwagon a year into this thing, which even if you wait, it, it, it's only a year old. Because it, it's brand new. It hasn't started. Yeah. Um, I like these Falcons colors. Falcons. The Abu Dhabi Falcons. They got that mint green color. Uh, I'm not sure if you're able to scroll down. Th that Mumbai one, you don't get the sense. But there this it is. One. The purple. Yeah. That feels like that's going to be the one. Well, even this this Cobras one here. This like black and purple one. These that's it. Nice that's too. what I meant to say. Yes. Oh, Mumbai yeah. Cobras. That's the team that's purple. So you go, uh, okay. Maybe that has to be your team. If you're looking for the Rockies connections, the Dubai Wolves. So they had a draft. So this yes. was kind of how they kicked off things. It's definitely been one of those situations of there's not a lot of ton of information coming out. We're just kind of flying by the seat of their pants. Even they got these big names attached to these teams and to ownership. They did, a, they did have a draft on Monday. The first overall pick was a gentleman by the name of Karen Patel, who uh, does have uh, – he is, is an Indian-American uh, baseball player – Actually was a minor league player in the, the White Sox system. 26-year-old. He actually, I had, I had to look this up. I didn't want to just float it out like, hey, maybe, just maybe, dot, dot, dot. I go, no, no, no. I, I got to do my homework. This guy, 
First overall pick in the Baseball United League. Probably going to be one of the centerpieces of the league over there in the Middle East and South Asia. The dude pitched in Colorado Springs this summer on June 27th. If you were at a Vibes game and you saw them play the Billings Mustang on June 27th, you saw the first overall pick in Baseball United. That's cool. That's cool. I like that. I like that little fun fact there. So he's, uh, he's doing the thing there. Uh, first overall pick, as I said, uh, Mumbai Cobras. Barry Larkin is the honorary general manager, the, the league, one of the league owners and, uh, uh, and investors of the league. Chris Sabo, his teammate with Cincinnati Reds, is the manager. They've, they only got one former Rocky, Zach Rosscup. Not a ton of time there uh, <laughs> with the Rockies, but he was around in 1819. So, okay, you could kind of you know, uh, give, him, give him that nod. The Karachi Monarchs, honorary GM is Adrian Beltre. Probably should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, this January, we'll find out. Miguel Tejada is the manager. And while they don't have a former Rocky, they do have the brother of a former Rocky. Do you remember how Jerks and Profar, how his brothers also had really interesting names? You know, I don't, I'm not going to ask you to remember, but do you remember that they were also just interesting like Jerickson? Yeah, like Bartholomew. <laughs> no, I, that's actually better. One was Jerdrick. The other, Ooh. Jeremy. Jeremy is a Karachi monarch. Jeremy. So, yes, J-U-R, like Jerickson, yeah. E-M-I. So there you go. Uh, Dubai Wolves, they've got, they, they could be the team. They could be the Rockies team. Now, honorable, honorary GM is Felix Hernandez, John McLaren, who managed the Mariners for two years in 07 and 08. He's their skipper. They've got Willian Rosario. That's right, the baby bull. Guy got some Rookie of the Year award votes. He could slug, still has the all-time record for most home runs by a, a Rockies catcher. He, uh, he was third-round pick there, 24th overall, still doing the thing. Only 34 years old. Like You're like, wait a minute. I, I should feel old by remembering this old name. He's not even old. He's only 34, so uh, still kind of in his prime a little bit. I, I, he's, I feel like he's going to be like one of those, uh, he's going to be like one of those MVP kind of candidates because he's, he's on the younger side, and he's been staying fresh playing in like uh, the Korean baseball organization. And you also have a guy that you, you're not wrong if you don't remember, Jair Jurgens. But my favorite part about the graphic that they put out for Jair Jurgens is not that you see him wearing a Rockies jersey and a special 4th of July cap. Love it's, that hat. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah. When you when I see hats like this, I go, all right, it's it's a good hat, but it makes me think, man, I, I wish every year I got the different hat. Even though they just make minor alterations, you kind of want to be a completist and be like, but if you had all of them over the years, that would be kind of cool, right? Sometimes I wish I was a collector, yes. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's you'd rather be able to you know, not have ramen noodle every night. You'd rather be able to eat real food because you've got some money saved up. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But the best part of that graphic with him being in the Rockies uniform is that Jair Jurgens made two starts. Two. Only two starts of his 130 appearances in the major leagues. And yet, this was the photograph that they used of him. Of all of the starts that he made. He was very good with Atlanta for a while. And no, they go, they, they found this random start. One of two starts with the Colorado Rockies. And that's, that's it. That's the graphic right there. Abu Dhabi Falcons, uh, their honorable GM is Nick Swisher. Dennis Cook is the manager there uh, for, uh, for the Abu Dhabi Falcons. So this is going to be interesting. There's some other big names you know, associated with this league that were drafted. Robinson Cano, 
Angelton Simmons, who was a contributing big league guy. He was a player that was a was a potential signee for the Rockies ahead of the 2022 season. They decided to go with Jose Iglesias. Angelton Simmons went to the Cubs, so he's still a young guy. Didi Gregorius, Pablo Sandoval, Kung Fu Panda, and then Bartolo Colon. You thought he retired. They pulled him back in. 50-year-old, big Bart, big sexy, Bartolo Colon. You know, I think this is going to be like a winter league, but also like a retirement league for some of these old guys to play in. And I think... I think it's fun, and I think it could be really interesting to see where it goes. I don't know if you know people in the Middle East or South Asia are really clamoring for this, if they're just kind of planting their flag for something much bigger and saying, hey, we're the first baseball league. But it's it's going to be interesting to watch. And I, I don't even know if they're playing games this winter. Like That's how kind of fly by the seat of the pants it seems like Baseball United is right now. But uh, it's interesting. It's interesting to say the least. Very interesting to know that. San Diego Padres manager Bob Melvin is now San Francisco Giants manager Bob Melvin. Earlier in the week, Padres gave him permission to go and interview for that job. Nick Hundley, former Rockies catcher and current Rangers special assistant, actually declined an interview with the Giants uh, due to some family concerns. Jason Varitek was given permission, uh, one of the Red Sox coaches. But it turns out it's going to be Bob Melvin who... Uh, as I saw Jeff Sanders, uh, our buddy for the from the San Diego Union-Tribune report, Padres aren't going to receive any compensation. They're just going to let their manager, who's under contract, go and say, yep, go ahead. You can go ahead and manage the Giants. We'll go find a, a, a new guy to figure out. So Padres really just looks like they're even more in shambles and they're more broken than they were before. A.J. Preller now needs to hire his fifth manager since taking over the GM back in 2014. So Padres, man, who we did not think that this late into October, we would be just shaking our heads at the Padres saying, man, nothing has really worked out well for them those last couple of years. And looking at the Diamondbacks and saying, everything, everything has worked out great for them since they lost 100 games, 110 games back in 2021. So Tiff, Final take there. I don't know if you're going to be on the uh, other shows this week with Tiff, uh, with uh, with Susie, but you're you're going with the Diamondbacks. You're you're pulling for the All City family there. Yeah, I think so. I think I've got her tomorrow. So yeah, I'll see right. who's uh, I'll see who she's rooting for. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it'll be the Rangers. Yeah. There you go. That that will be interesting to see. Yeah. You'll have to tell her Rangers because of John Gray. Okay. She's you know she enjoyed covering uh, John Gray and kind of being around the team a little bit for that. So. There's that. There's nobody on the Diamondbacks, you know, other than, well, bench coach Jeff Bannister, you know, was a manager with the with the Rangers there uh, for a little while and, and and did work for a year at the University of Northern Colorado in their, in their baseball department, but, you know, really doesn't have any ties to the Rockies whatsoever. And the Diamondbacks did knock the Phillies out. So uh, I, think, I, I think she's pulling for the Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll hey, see. that's why you got to tune in. That's why you got to follow us over on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies at Patrick D. Lyons is where I'm at. And and 36 hours, I don't know. I'm I'm flying back out to uh, to Phoenix, PHNX. So if if you if you want if you want more of me, if you want more of this, if you want my coverage of the World Series and and kind of see things uh, from the other side of the NL West and get some of that that coverage. And and I do slip in some Rockies references. Here and there, not not a ton. Uh, I, I think Diamondbacks fans would probably be sick of that if I did it too much. Uh, but but I get those shots in there. Don't worry. Don't worry. I still have your best interest in mind. But we're doing that over at the PHNX Sports Channel. Uh, this has been tons of fun. And uh, at 
Tiff underscore Tano? Yeah, I or think so. I don't know if it's it Tiff Tiffany? or Tiffany. I don't know. It's one of those two. You'll find it. I'll find it eventually. You will find it. Definitely give her some love. Follow. Always have good sports takes from Tiff. Good stuff, as always. And uh, look, uh, appreciate the momentum that Justin T. Michael on Twitter gave us. Big we- big game this weekend for CSU Rams on the football side. Tiff's given us some momentum there uh, as the now the the biggest Mumbai Cobras fan. I mean, is that now your team? Is that also your team? You're picking two I teams so. today. I think I think Moom- I think Mumbai is going to be my. Wow. Just those colors. It's a big are, day for you. I like those Falcon jerseys too. I don't know. I might have to see I might have to see the first game. Okay. See who who wins my heart over. You 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 like serpents. Diamondbacks? Yep. And cobras. Yep. If there's one thing about you, you like slithery things. Mm. So, mm. No, we lost all the momentum there, but but fear not because Susie's going to be back tomorrow. Because as we say here in the baseball podcasting world, your momentum is only as good as your next show. It's going to be a good one right here on the DNVR Sports Channel, live on YouTube. We all silly like the mayor.